Hello, friends, and welcome to Help! I'm Awake! I'm Sadie. And I'm Owen. And every Sunday we have a cup of tea, pull an oracle card, and have a conversation about mental health and spirituality. Alright, so today we pulled the card The Journey. So I'm just going to go ahead and read this. Ooh, Ooh, yes. (laughs) All right. So the journey is an invitation to step outside the boundaries of your life as you know it. The journey is not a holiday. It is time to be hermit-like and go on a pilgrimage into the unknown. There are no maps to the territory that you will be exploring, no marked paths or road signs. The time to embark on the great journey is here. Do not linger in a port when distant shores are calling. Fearlessly draw your own navigational charts as you discover the route yourself. When the time is right, as it is now, you will be led to the truth even when you are not sure of where you are going. It is the departure that is the most important. If you miss the boat, Mm. the great opportunity will be lost and another ship may not arrive for a very long time. The journey is calling you, but the time is premature. Collecting postcards or fantasies of where you want to go may take over your focus and you may miss your destiny. Mm. Other things must be completed first or you may still be attached to knowing the destination. Mm. Remember that the point of the journey is not the destination. It's who you will become as you are transformed along the way. Do not confuse the inner and the outer journey. Mm. I love that. I love every card. That's really nice. Who am I kidding? (laughs) Yeah, really? (laughs) Who am I kidding? (laughs) I say we're suckers time. for this <laughs> <Yes>. shit <so. laughs> we are <laughs> so yeah there's a lot to that um i would say the biggest part that stood out to me was how being attached to the destination is really troublesome yeah, 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 yeah. it kind of deters us and that alone is like limiting you from taking the journey yeah it's really expectation mm. and a lot of that also ties into the society we live in and the expectations of society itself oh, yeah. and how that deters us from our path. Well, in our like American society, it's all about like we're taught to focus on the destination, to focus on like the zenith, the zenith, the pinnacle of our lives, like as if that is the most important thing. Right. And doing it in an outer journey way, that it is an outer journey, that it's something to do and to achieve. Yeah. So real quick, let's just define the inner and the outer journey so we are all on the same page. So Owen has this awesome book, The Wisdom of the Shamans. By Don Jose Ruiz. He just has this really great little bit about... He has this great little bit about what... The inner and the outer the inner and the outer journeys are. So I'm gonna read this. Whatever else you do in the world, your job, your hobbies, anything you accomplish, those are all wonderful things, but they represent the lesser journey. The most important journey you will ever make is the one inside yourself. And this at the heart of the shim- and this is at the heart of the shamanic path. Mm-hmm. It is the journey of finding your own truth. So when he says lesser journey, he's saying outer journey because he said the inner journey is the 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 greater journey. The harder it is, one it's to embark the harder on. one to embark on, the the bigger journey. Right. Um and it is like we do have an outer journey because we we have hobbies and we are humans and we need to do that stuff and that stuff is important also to find things that you like to do, blah blah blah, but really it's about becoming 
your greatest self and your right. truest self and going in. However you see that fit. Right. Exactly. And societal expectations are things that hinder us from going on that inward journey. Right. So that can start even with something as simple as you grew up in a religion, whatever religion. That's simply just a societal aspect. You grew up in a community of a sort with whatever religion you were in or not in. Like that is also another influence of society because mm. society you are a part of society, so are your parents, so are your family. Right. So it even starts as small as that, as small as the family at least. And then it moves on to, you know, the bigger standards of society beyond, you know, religions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just how we are expected to act, especially as a man or a woman. Those are just very different expectations oh, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. you know, like our, there's a lot of toxic things in our past that have formed this type of um, attitude towards the way that we should act or the way that men and women are expected to act. And I think that's rapidly changing, but as far as the past, it's been changing for a while as the, as far as like history goes though, it's been, it has been intense, you know, like rights were more developed, especially for women over time. Yeah. So those influenced it's in itself, how women are supposed to act. They're supposed to be more submissive. They're supposed to, you know, from a long, far back standpoint, they're supposed to cook. They're supposed to clean. They're the maids. They're the mothers. The baby. They're the homebody. Yeah. You take care of the house. And that is a part of feminine energy. Yeah. Like the nurturer. Right. The nurturer, like the arc, like the mothering maiden taking care of something is a natural Uh, archetype of feminine energy but it's like not all of it and also like yeah like the balance is just not there yeah um and then the man is supposed to be the the breadwinner Mm -hmm. the one who works not supposed to have any emotions supposed to be safe supposed to be the one strong um a warrior of some sort which are qualities of the masculine energy but also they're they've been toxic too yeah exactly so we're going to refer to the male and the female probably in masculine and feminine terms right um because we we all possess 50 percent of masculine and feminine energy but obviously society you know we are like but we also are men women uh non-binary we're also bodies you know we hold both of those qualities yeah and it's just qualities they don't necessarily define you right and it doesn't necessarily it's not necessarily attached to what gender you actually have which ones you're supposed to fit in or what you're supposed to follow you're naturally from our standpoint you are supposed to embody both half of your body your right side of your body is the masculine right the left side is the feminine that's how your like sides of your Mm -hmm. brain work as well and so that's just how you embody certain things and so when that's suppressed, for example, a man who's taught to not ever feel their feelings, that's suppressing the female side. That's suppressing the feminine energy. From right. Fully... And there's females who go through that same yeah, thing, same too. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Right. It go, and, it can go and, of course, beyond all all the genders. Yeah, and the, it can go anyway. Right. It can go anyway. But, yeah, we're talking, we're talking archetypally with the men and the female thing, just because it's a little easier to work in that duality to speak about the energies. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, so it's definitely finding where the points where somebody had an issue with one side or the other, either the masculine or the feminine. You know, something took place that deterred them from having this balance, Mm -hmm. per se, on their journey. Right, and we're most likely taught that from society and our parents, like 
my dad never isn't the most emotional man and i was definitely not necessarily like told like i wasn't allowed to cry because my mom yeah. my mom was really open to emotions and right. you know i was her little boy so she would coddle me and stuff but my i don't don't think i saw my father cry until i was in college mm-hmm. and Invertly, he taught me that. That's not at his fault either, no. because that's what he learned too. And this also comes from ancestral. Curses. It's ancestral curses, yeah. yeah. And that's like a really generalized one that a, most men, masculine energy goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very human. It's very uh, like right. outer journey. It's very yes. by the book of being human. We have these moral standards and moral codes that society. Um, inadvertently adheres to right like real men don't cry yeah and yeah which is kind of interesting to me because we were actually talking about this earlier and I think like what how powerful is a man that can cry and is vulnerable and also how powerful powerful. is a woman who can assert herself and take action and you know a woman who has a natural balance and possesses those masculine energy qualities is a powerful woman and a man who who possesses and masters his feminine energy is a powerful Mm. man and masculine and divine masculine man divine feminine divine masculine right Mm -hmm. no and it's really interesting because we as a society are so stuck at looking at these um, embedded ways that men and women are supposed to act that when a man shows some sensitivity and embodies the feminine a little bit more he is just immediately judged as right. only feminine when he's actually just embodying both or when a woman is very very powerful and they embody their power they're mm. looked at as judgmental and bossy and like yes. not powerful so, oh, because in, in in them living the balance it seems unbalanced to the normal human right. societal well standard. and those are our, we put those toxic words to that stuff like if you're a man who's crying or who shows emotions you're a pussy you're a yeah. sissy you're gay yeah you're you're all these labels. as if that's all, yeah just labels on like putting labels on you mm-hmm. that may or name yeah. that may or may not necessarily be true yeah. and most likely negative that's and yeah. the same thing with the feminine like a, mm-hmm. a girl who asserts herself who knows what she wants who takes action is bossy yeah like what you just said yeah. and that so even when we do it even when we express that health th- when we express those qualities society teaches us that it's wrong society yeah. teaches teaches us that that it's not okay yeah exactly and i don't know it's just really interesting to me how that deters us so much from this thing that we're talking about the journey the path because if you are having troubles with this type of balance it's really hard to embody a lot of the things that we talk about like the duality of a narcissist and an empath for example because a lot of these things embody a certain type of feminine or masculine energy and the other side can be scary especially if we're taught to not deal with that and let that in and let the other sides of things in we took these qualities on as if they are what is true and that is reality and that's what it is. And it's not. Yeah. Like, we're not any of those things. We're all of it and none of it. We are, whatever you know, whatever resonates with us, we have to take and whatever doesn't, we leave. But society keeps trying to put these, like, cages on us and tells us who we are and what we're supposed to do. And that yep. definitely hinders us from wanting to become our truest selves and that inner 
the inner the journey. inner journey yeah. yeah that inner side that's like really hard to embark on because of our past like just right. because of the way that we've been preconditioned or the ways that we've been transformed or influenced by our family and how we've integrated those as children, as every child does, as we've said before. Right. And it just becomes a part of this. And so it's also mysterious and unexplainable and ethereal and unknown. Yeah. And also like what exactly is the inner journey? It's so many things. And it's not a religion. It's a personal experience. It's, it's an it's experience. It's not a yeah. belief. It is simply you understanding what you're existing as, which we are all existing as humans, no matter how we identify, yeah. what religion we follow, anything like it's that. It's just waking up to yourself. That's why we call it waking, like help I'm awake. It's becoming aware of all of what you are all of what it is doesn't this book also have a quote about awareness yes yes you should read that because that one is a really good explanation of what we mean by awareness okay it says awareness the practice of paying attention in the present moment to what is happening inside your body and your mind as well as in your imminent surroundings yes so inward and outward mindfulness so, mm-hmm. yeah extremely mindfulness. mindful yeah it's the embodying the duality of the inner and the outer journey everything mm-hmm. is duality if you haven't noticed it's all duality <laughs> baby a duality. and what is duality duality is about knowing both sides and going beyond it because it's they exist at the same time yes it is both yes and <laughs> always they both are equally beneficial no matter how we may encounter them and feel them mm-hmm. and how scary they may seem it is definitely both equally powerful mm. <sighs> so yeah um there was something else. yeah there was something part. that it's uh it was in this one i think um it was talking about how to draw your own navigation as you discover the right the routes um and how the departure is the most important oh and if you miss that great opportunity another ship may not arrive for a very long time really the inward journey okay yes that's what i want to say the start of the inward journey is the intention to do it is the choice to make the journey yeah that's why they say the departure the departure is really matters all it is is going and then from there it's a journey. You have to take it. You'll learn how to keep going. Mm-hmm. You'll be given the tools. The universe will match you. If you if we make... I, oh, I think that's where... We're getting to the practicality of this. Like, yeah. how do we start the inward journey? How do we start that? And I think yeah. it's yeah, just about having the intention of, of doing it, of learning the self, of going inward, of yeah. wanting to... If you want to become your most authentic self, that alone, that is the departure, the mm-hmm. intention to do it. And then from there... You know, number one, you're going to want to yourself find things and learn whatever resonates with you as whatever feels whatever. You'll start to see truth, you feel truth, and mm-hmm. you'll start to just keep going to the truth yeah. and what feels that what resonates with you in exactly. a spiritual way, in a logical way, in a financial way, in a human way, in an emotional way, in a mental way, whatever way that is. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's where, that's how we start the inner journey is that we just make the intention to want to start it. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it says, do not confuse the inner and the outer journey because you have to be able to recognize the outer journey as well and recognize the parts of that that have influenced or impacted mm-hmm. your starting your, of your journey, journey, especially the, st- the 
the departure of mm-hmm, your journey, mm-hmm. as they put it. So it's definitely a um, another and, roadblock, which is when we go back and we look <coughs> at our traumas. There's a lot of things. Right, there with that's our an inner, that's an inward journey. Yeah, we're trying to go. The inward journey them, is know? unlearning. It's like taking all the things that we were told that is correct, and then like erasing it all evaluating it and taking what actually is true yeah and And then finding your truth and then finding the truth within it yeah because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that we can be told Mm, within a society by our parents by our you know teachers as we grow up a lot of things that we are told as truth and that may not be the case at all and so you have to find Mm -hmm. your truth you have to kind of literally pick apart everything if you can um, in whatever way you can, even just by being attentive yeah. and and refer to aware. our trauma episode to know what picking apart yeah. can can mean a version yeah, of it exactly. So <laughs> it's definitely just being in that awareness state so that you can recognize the line and the boundaries of the inner right. and the outer journey, so that you can pick apart what's needed yes. to get further. And the it. outer journey again is is a journey and it's still something that we also do need to take. Like, you know, you want to be able to find the things that you love and do the things that you love, but you, the outer journey is reflecting your inner journey. So if you start waking up starts with that inner work and then from there, the outer journey will reflect back to you more teachings, more lessons, but also, um, you know, good karma in the work that you've done. And it was all, the universe will always, 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 always match you on any sort of, healing awakening type work that you do on yourself right. the universe will always give you a little cake at the end like <laughs> will always match will always match you she will always match you yes. it will always match you yes and that i mean that kind of goes into manifestation a little bit a little bit yeah um so i mean we'll probably have an a, an own episode on manifestation because that can really go into a lot um, but really what manifestation is, if we can just talk a little bit about yeah, it here, I mean, because it really does fit. It's like that departure. A manifestation yeah. is inserting an intention, a want, a discovery into your body and then feeling as if you already have it. Right. And that's how to manifest feeling right. as if you are already Embody aligned, it. embodying that thing whether it's material or not, um, or whether it's ephemeral, because it could be just you want to manifest love, so you just have to become love yeah. if you want to manifest love. Or you could also manifest physical things, whatever. But it's becoming that frequency, embodying it, yes. and yes. acting and living your life as if you already have it to the point where you don't need it, because then you let it go. And once you let go of that manifestation, because letting go is, like what we said, is letting in, so you become the manifestation, you become the thing that you already are, you let it go, and then it will yes. instantly be given to no, you. No, also... I was gonna, I was Ooh. gonna pull it back to this with the letting go part. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the part that said collecting postcards or fantasies of where you want to go may take over your focus and make you miss your destiny. Once again, it goes back to the whole expectation thing. Mm. If you are expecting a certain destiny or a certain destination or a certain outcome. That could also be hindering you because that's, you have such a strong... That's hindering you from yeah, your journey, from you have, your departure. Yeah, because sometimes it seems like we're trying to manifest that thing. So we're trying really hard. But mm. the things that you need to manifest are the tools to get to the destiny that's going to be most fitting for you. Because sometimes the things that we think should be our destiny are not the thing that is going to right. benefit us most. And sometimes those things are hidden. You know, the world kind of, the mm. universe, as we put it, kind of puts or make some steps for us. If yeah. we, even if, if we don't want it, it kind of takes mm-hmm. some steps for us, especially when you're 
manifesting and like you do get that flow going Mm -hmm. of manifestation it kind of comes all rapidly and it may not come as you think yes yes we have to be yes our expectations our fantasies of grandeur of what our (laughs) life is going to be in itself limits and hinders us from actually taking the journey of what our life is going to be and what it's supposed to be and the most authentic version of that life Mm mm-hmm so I guess another really good question to ask is how how do we kind of lift the veil that society has put upon us with these certain expectations? Because some people really struggle with mm. that kind of thing. And some yeah, because people... we don't live in a society that yeah. like waters the, the being, that waters yeah. presence, that waters and honors and encourages like flow yeah we love extreme things no we're always we're all about getting stuff done in a checklist and that is that's an energy that that is useful but it's so unbalanced in american society yeah and you know it's all about checking off the list getting the 40 hour work we did work week in doing the doing the job getting that instant gratification yeah exactly and it's all all outward journey it's false manifestation because we have the american dream that is the perfect example of this false manifestation oh god yeah so many people tried to embody especially just like back you know like 50 years ago Mm. it was definitely Mm. like 50 to 100 it was always about the american dream yeah always 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 about the american dream so that is a false embodiment of something that is a manifestation of what society thinks you should do. Yep. And, and tells so you picking if apart... you want to live, if you want to be your happiest self and be safe and comforted and also like, you know, expansive, I don't know, you follow this path, this yeah. American dream. And then they set up the system of America yeah. to get you to that and place. Some people may really like that life. Some right. people may And it also really worked love... a lot better 50 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, still <laughs> and today, longer than that. If and... you're a housewife today, great. If that's something that you love to do, by all means do it. But it's oh, one yeah. of those things, that false embodiment of it is something that was placed onto all Yes, women. onto everyone. Every single yes. person, every single man, every and single woman, too. The man every does single the work, child. The women does the cleaning. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so that was placed on that a very long time ago. Right. And, and it is crumbling. We are seeing it crumble exactly. today, but it's still here. And there, and it's, and I'm seeing it in more subtle ways. Right. Yeah. With it's, still in, with feminine and masculine energies. Yeah. Like, I still see men struggle with feeling their emotions. Yeah. And so identifying a lot of these things is really topical. Mm-hmm. It really is topical. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes people hide it. And so that's kind of the thing is start with yourself. Start with understanding where you lie in this matter and where you kind of feel as far as yeah, that just goes. Start observing what you... like what you do or think or are or judge that you've just you're like that's what it is yeah like oh that's what exactly. it is yeah and yeah. just kind we of need point to challenge it out with that. yourself yeah because you have to start with the self and then once you see that in yourself it's natural to understand how other people are acting as well it's yes. a, yeah once you you're like oh i innately view women as mothers and people who clean up after my mess i'm kind of speaking from personal experience like i i discovered in myself that i like i always it not like it's my own implicit like implicit massage misogynisticness i guess yeah. that i like see women i was taught by my mom that like she's the one who cleans up the messes yeah because she would always we would she would ne- she would never really force us to clean up our messes yeah, she would so clean it up for us. so inherently i like just view women as like people who the the one who cleans up the mess yeah 
which is like so shitty yeah it's not like you treat them bad by any means no 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 but i just i realized something one of some of my work that i've discovered lately was like Uh whoa i like have this like innate like learned learned thing thing that i just view women as this archetype like they are the ones who are they're the maids they clean up the mess yeah so in order to really understand how this plays into society specifically in your own life like definitely start with the self the inner journey the self journey just look at yourself um in all perspectives and then you can definitely start to see the the way that that falls into society and where things right. happen in that way and you can start to correct that in yeah, other oh, people yeah. too definitely don't it's, be afraid to kind of point things out like i mean don't be harsh about it because a lot of people right. Ooh, yeah. need that but plant some seeds we love yeah. to plant seeds that's one of the things that we love to do is if you just plant one little thing say one little like, thing hey maybe the world or maybe you're actually like this or maybe yeah. it's or not you but maybe it's yeah. actually like just this show a different perspective what about this yeah exactly and that it may not click with them then but planting that little seed yeah. will take off so far in their own mind right. and their own mind is what's really going to get them there but you need to do that work with yourself yes first. exactly plant and, the seeds in yourself right as well. and, and challenge yourself too i think i think a lot of the stuff with like the blm movement you know there's people who are just don't like i'm not racist i don't have any of that like in myself and it's like no all of us white people here in america do it was learned it is baked into our society right we all have like implicit racist beliefs and it's about finding them and then weeding them out mm-hmm. um that stuff's yeah. so baked into us and it comes from our ancestry like the ancestors of our like our families like our, our mothers our fathers their mothers and fathers their mothers and fathers um, right. it, this stuff goes really deep and we may not, we may think, you know, that we're perfect people or not being perfect, but you know, I'm not like, I'm super inclusive and LGBTQ friendly and, uh, you know, non-binary or, or like don't want any of these labels and stuff, but really we still like, we are the product of our society mm-hmm. and it's our job, nay, our responsibility to go to the things that don't work anymore and change it and weed it out. Yeah, exactly. So at least that's what I believe us yeah. young generations are hopefully doing. Right. <laughs> so let's, let's plant some seeds, right. pull some weeds. Get it all cleaned up. <laughs> you were saying weed it out. Come on. You got to pull the weeds. Pull the weeds the seeds, out. Water them. All that good thing. Just for some metaphors here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's really, that's really embodies the journey is just understanding. Yeah. And I like promise you that we all have this wonderful journey that like the universe wants you to take. And it's here. It is here for you. All of us. We all have a way to become enlightened and our truest selves and it's possible yeah it's possible yeah but it's really about surrendering to the unknown of it because it's not going to be what we think it's going to look like it those expectations hinder us from taking the journey they yes. hinder us from being our true self yes and they hinder us from even departing and it takes in the first place consciousness like and awareness and active healing to you know, again, weed that stuff out and get to the center and get to the juicy core of who we are. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, definitely a process, but it's definitely worth it. All in the end, it's definitely worth yeah. it. Yeah, and it's courageous work. Healing, again, it's courageous work. You know, challenging yourself, 
is courageous work mm-hmm. and but it's also very necessary it's very necessary if yeah. you want to live a life of authentic truth right so find your ways find the ways for you mm-hmm. that work the best for going on this journey for us for example it's going to be meditation we really love to meditate just sit with yourself even if it's just before you go to sleep at night 10 minutes before you go to sleep just constant consciously envision something do a guided meditation on youtube there's so many oh there's so many so many different ways to like get it and there's no one way there's not any single way that it works there's archetypal ways that work really well but um but there's no, like, enlightenment can be found in so many different ways. And me yeah. and Sadie kind of do it in, a tr- like, the traditional meditative way. That's something that really resonates with us. But there's so yeah. many different places to find what works for you, what helps you heal, what helps you dive in. Yeah. That's why this card says there are no maps to the territory you will be exploring. You have to make your own. That's exactly We it. are laying the stones down as we step on them. Yes, and don't let anyone else tell you how you need to do it because it no. may not be no. your way to do it. Their way may not be your if way. If it f- tickles your heart and resonates with you, then it is true. Then it is true, then it is true, then it is true. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, yeah, we'll just leave it there then. Nice. just thank you for listening start on your journey with us we love that you're here we love that you're listening Mm. we appreciate you thank you so much yes we've been getting a great response so far and we're really thankful for anyone out there who's listening to this thank you so much thank you thank you thank you you. all right we'll talk to you next time time. We would like to thank Anchor for publishing our podcast and helping us reach more listeners. We would also like to thank Luis Santa Cruz for making our wonderful cover art. Thanks, man.